All right. So. Hi. Hi. I'm T. I'm Brooke. (laughs) I'm sadness. I'm sadness. Well, I mean, this episode is going to be a little bit heavier. It is a heavier one. It is, although everything we do is a pepper of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We both, we always end up crying and laughing yeah usually even if it's like tears of joy or tears of laughter or just like me or just her crying silently just silently and i think it's allergies it's not not it's it's never allergies (laughs) you're like t i don't have allergies i legitimately don't have allergies i just have emotions this is a heavier episode yes we are talking about what we wish we had known before our parents got divorced so Oh, hi. I'm Brooke Uppelzer. That's T-Boyage. I'm T-Boyage. The, we are the this Dear Me, Love Me podcast. We give letters of advice to our younger selves. So this yes. is a heavy episode. If you're not game for this, if this is not your speed. Yeah, just um, skip the episode. Skip the episode. I'm not even going to say fuck you because like just skip yeah, the episode. Just skip the episode. It's all good. Uh, but this one's going to be about divorce. Parents, parental divorce. Yeah. Um, my Both s- of our parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. When did your parents get divorced? Uh, they finalized it. A couple years ago, too. So I was older. Yeah. So I have a different perspective of it. And I was a freshman in high school. Right. So you were still, for all intents and purposes, a child. Yes, I was a child. You were a child. So we have two very different viewpoints of it. Yeah. Um, and actually, this one was really hard for me to write because I'm still in. You're in the middle of I'm processing. in the middle of figuring it out. Yeah. This was my first Christmas home. Oh, wow. Where <gasps> they were divorced and new partners were involved and the family was home. So I'm still, You're this still- was a tough one to write. If anyone's going to cry this episode, it's probably going to be me. See, and there's me who's like totally past it. See, this is going to be a fun one. Yay, finally. Finally. Oh. Finally, I'm going to cry. Finally, and I don't have to. hearted self. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, yeah, my parents got divorced when I was a freshman in high school. And... Um, my sister and I actually, I actually had to have a conversation about my sister with this episode and I had to send her my letter um, because there was a lot that I, I, I had internally of things I wanted to get out mm-hmm. and I had to make sure that one, it was okay yes, to talk always. about it publicly. Yep. Um, but also two, am I saying this correctly? Yes. Am I, am I, am I wording this in a right way that it, that I'm trying to. A- only emotionally emotionally driven that's correct yes because I'm very emotionally I did the same thing where it had to kind of be not callous almost medical medical is a good term because this involves people and decisions that are beyond yourself yes we can only speak for how we felt as the children of divorce yeah Yeah. we we love our parents um and uh, yeah I understand what you're saying on that front yes okay so we're gonna we're gonna read each other's yes so you will read mine first yep um and again I'll just say I love both my parents very much as people um nothing went wrong or sour in our relation it just it wasn't meant to be but um it happened fairly recently yep um so here you go I I don't even know I'm already weird about it okay great also (laughs) sorry if you hear chewing Nessie is also here she's our, our guest on our podcast Luckily, her parents aren't divorced. They're, they're just in uh, Sugar Creek, Ohio. There you go. <laughs> Happiest claims. Biological parents. Okay. Dear me. This is a tough one to for you. Blah, blah. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> do that all over. We're going to start again. Dear me. This is a tough one to write. And honestly, one, you're not sure what to say. It's about your parents' divorce. For you, it's totally new territory as an adult. And you're still figuring it out. 
it's not a surprise to you when your parents tell you they're getting a divorce, but that doesn't mean it isn't a big thing. It is. Here are some things I've learned the past few years. Maybe they will help you out. Number one, you think it won't affect you as an adult, but it does. Go to a therapist. Talk through stuff. Go to a therapist to talk through stuff with. I really didn't think it was going to affect me. Um, So my parents, I remember when I was 14, I went to my best friend's house and her parents kissed. And I remember thinking, that's so weird that your parents kiss. Uh-huh. So like my parents, it was like a stay together for the kids sort of situation okay. until the kids are older and out of the house. Very Irish Catholic, very, okay. that's what we do. Um, so it wasn't a surprise. And when they told me it was getting finalized, I was like, yeah, okay. And like you guys should have gotten divorced 15 years ago. And I didn't think it was going to affect me. And 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 in some ways it, it has more than, because I was like, also I haven't lived home in 10 years. Yeah. But it, it did kind of end this concept of what I thought my future would be. I don't know. I, and my therapist has helped me a lot with it. But I I guess I thought I was past the point of it affecting me. You know, okay. I'm, I'm 30. How yeah. could it affect me? But it does. Okay. So just be aware that if you're an adult, it could still upset you and affect you. That makes sense. Number two, it's going to be tricky to navigate holidays and visits home, making sure that everyone feels that they get equal time. Just try your best. You're never going to please everyone. And that's oh, yeah. true even if your parents are together. Yep. You have two completely separate families that you got to visit. And now the par- the families are super separated. Yeah. And I and that's the one thing is I'm, I've never been close with my dad's side of the family. It hasn't been a very good relationship. Things have gone down, at least with me and them, that it, it hasn't really been a thing. But um, but making sure that when I visit home in the last year that I spend equal nights at my dad's that I do with my mom or that I go spend equal time with my mom's family that I do with my dad and just making sure because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. And it's hard because they're hurting too and it is it must be weird because you don't want it to seem like you're playing favorites and just try your best. You're never, ever, ever going to please anyone. So I've just taken to saying like we're I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be. Okay. And both my parents are so great about it. Like truly I think I've gotten the nice end of the stick in a divorce. <laughs> like, you might have. My parents, I, I will just say like, I'm going to go to either dad or mom's on at six o'clock and the other one's like, okay, I'll drive you there. Like it's, it's very fine, but it is tricky. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, girl, you lucky. I'm, I'm, I will say that I am very lucky. Yeah. My parents are wonderful. Your parents and I'm are doing a really lucky. good job. They are. I'm very lucky um, on that front. It could be so, so, so much worse. And it's just not. I didn't even think about holiday stuff because for me and my family, we've always gone, you know, Chris, like for especially Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. is huge to go home to Ohio to. Uh-huh. Now, Christmas Eve, we spend with my mother's family. And Christmas Day, mm-hmm. usually spend with my dad's family. Now, more recently, we've actually spent like right before Christmas at my dad's family because a lot of people have stuff on Christmas Day. Right. And then we'll spend Christmas Day with my, just my Aunt Sandy and her, my cousins, um, and then my family. And actually, my dad does not do Christmas with us. Mm-hmm. My mom goes to both sides of the family. Whoa. She goes to my mom, like clearly her side, and my dad's. That's really big of her. And well, and it's not even just big of her, but because he's not there. Right. And um, and that's, I mean, he, he spends his time in Florida and that's, he's well within his right. He has right his that's own, his life. That's his life. That's what he wants to do. Um, my, my mom, my dad's sister had my mom as her maid of honor at her wedding. Whoa. Um, and this was before pre-divorce. And then, but my, my dad's sister still 
thinks of my mom as a sister and my dad's oh, dad still thinks that like my mom is his daughter that's really lovely and because I mean my parents when did your parents get together when they were kids they were like 19. I normally don't go home for holidays because my job doesn't really allow it that's correct right and this, um, this year you got to go home this year I got to go home and it was the first year really divorced because normally what would happen is my mom would come for either Thanksgiving or Christmas and my dad would come for the opposite so I loved my quiet little holidays. Plus, I get terrible social anxiety, even with my family. Like, I get I, do I get I'm very like, what do I anxious. Talk about? Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. And my mom always goes, why are you anxious to your family? I'm like, because the chemistry in my brain is fucked up. But, like, <laughs> I get nervous. So I was home, and it was it was really hard this Christmas. It was the hardest. It's actually what put me back into therapy this Christmas. Okay. And I said to Dave, I said, this divorce is clearly affecting me more than I thought. And it was great. Like, nothing really happened, but my sisters were struggling a lot. And I've always been Switzerland. And I think it's because you you haven't seen it firsthand. You've been yes. away. That, that's what my older sister said. She goes, yeah. you haven't been here. And I was You've like, I here. know. She is, I am obsessed <laughs> with her right now. She's finding every loud toy. Um, But I will say, like, being, it was tricky. And to try and navigate time. And um, so just do your best. Because you're, you're really not going to please everyone. No. Uh, especially in a divorce situation. So you just have to try your best. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were kids. They were, yeah. my mom was like 15 Ugh. or so, maybe 14 oh, when they so got like together. Kid kids. So kid, kid, kids. So I, I feel you on that. And, um, but for me, which is really nice is that, is that the holidays aren't hard. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you, because you have a, job where you can't go home mm-hmm. it's going to be hard because you're never going to have a normal yeah um and, and you want that sense of the Christmas you grew up with and it just wasn't just there this there. year and it kind of broke my and heart. for me that is my Christmas because I still spend yeah. time with both sides of the family and my mom's still there yeah my dad's not but <laughs> Nessie's a cat um yeah my mom's still there and my dad's not but it's it still feels like the Christmas that I know and love yeah so at least I mean you kind of grew into it over the years I did yeah I grew it grew to a very new normal and you'll find that even though I know your job isn't uh ever gonna ever gonna ever gonna (laughs) lend itself to be normal (laughs) see Nessie you can't be part of this podcast as much as you want your episodes already passed okay la 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 number three Make a real effort to know your partner's new part, your parents' new partners, if they have any. You're lucky your dad's new partner is super great. And she loves to read, so you connect on that level. I imagine it's hard to join a family with grown children. Try and make that an easier transition. Yeah. So I'm super lucky. My dad, he Didn't called he, me. Yeah, and he goes, please tell me you're telling the story. Yeah, I am. God, so I he called story. me and he was like, T-Bird, because that's what he calls me, like, T-Bird, I got a question for you. And I was like, okay. Now, my dad and Nora, they're engaged now. They dated in high school. Nora. So stinking Aww. cute. I know. And he goes, I'm going on a date with a girl, and I don't want to get her flowers, but she likes to read, and you like to read, so what book should I get her? And I was so like, cute. holy shit, dad. I was like, I got you. Here's a, I was like, what does she like? He's like, well, she used to work in law enforcement. And I was like, oh, does she like crime? Because here's 50 books. Yeah, here, here's Like, here's 9 everything. million. So I made him get her Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah. And... She read it and then she gave it to my dad who read it and we were all talking about it. But when I went in to visit her, anytime I'd call them, it was weird at first because, you know, it's weird. You're like, oh, God, like I call my dad and and there's two people there now or when I go to his house, there's two people there. And it is weird at first. But then I thought to myself, I was so happy that my dad has somebody, especially because I'm not there. And I'm like, you know, and I've told Nora this too. I said, you know, 
all you ever want is for your parents to be happy. You just want, you want their happiness. And I said, a bonus is that I really like her. Yeah, that is a huge bonus. It's a huge bonus because I could hate her, but as long as my dad was happy, I'd be like, all right, fine. I genuinely like her. And I'm sure it can't be easy to start a relationship with someone that has three adult does daughters. Does she have any kids? She does. She has two kids who are grown. She has grandkids. Great. Yeah. And it's lovely. And I've met them. They're great. Great. Um, but I will say like if, if, if you're an adult like me, make the effort to get to know your parents' partners if you can. I think it's not an easy situation for anybody. And as long as it's not ill-harbored feelings or something went down that was bad this was truly I mean again I think I won the divorce lottery I think you did too you were really good at those lotteries man I I am but like I get to know your parents partners like I love Nora I think she's so sweet we talk about books all the time is your mom dating nah my mom said she goes it will take and my mom's on the other end of the spectrum my dad started back in the dating pool fairly quickly and my mom was like I don't know if I ever will again Okay. And if I do, it will have to be someone very special. I won't be looking for a person. They will be put into my life and I'll be like, okay. oh shit, okay. Because my mom's very much independent and very much like that. Um, so it has been like, it's it, I get I get it from both views. Yeah. And um, yeah, I do think I won the lottery though because I love, I love Nora. Uh, and I love my dad and I love that they're happy. But get it, make it easier for the new person if you can. Okay. Like, they're going to come see me in Mean Girls, my dad and Nora and Nora's granddaughter. Oh, great. How old's the granddaughter? Nine, and she loves to dance. Yay. So she, they're, like, going to come see me. Like, That's so you great. know, just so make an effort to get to know your parents' partners if you can. Yeah. So my dad is remarried. Uh huh. I will not lie, have zero relationship. With, and that's okay, with too. Her and her children. Fair enough. I just don't. See, but this is the other side of the coin. It can, that's one it can of the beauties be, of the, it can be yeah. whatever it needs to be for you. It can be. And honestly, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not like, I don't, you know, wish any ill feelings towards her, but I, I don't have a relationship. And when I do see her, you know, we're very nice to one yeah, another. Cordial. And it's fine. And my dad's, if my dad is happy, then fine. Yeah. Um, and then my mom is in the dating pool. Hey. And um, she's attempting to stay sexy and not get murdered. But she, so she texted me and she goes, because she's moving to Chicago. I will this, say your mom. She's a catch. Is billboard mom. Yeah, like, and every time I see a picture of the, you and your sister and your mom. She's like, wow, did you just like, are you a flower? Did you she pollinate yourself? Yeah, I'm like, you, you look, she looks like your sister. I know. It's incredible. Yeah. So. Um, I have to think if there's any Chicago like dead <gasps> men oh, I can yeah, hook her up please. with. Mm. So she she texts me and she goes, "Hey, like I matched with this guy on Bumble. I think it was Bumble. Oh my mom. God, I love that Susie's on Bumble. She, I mean, remember she's the one who said the whole um, <gasps> line the pit, the, oh, the, the, about the, the height. height. Um, so she, uh, um, oh, she said. I have a date when I get there and she goes, I don't know if you've ever heard of these things. They probably have them in the city in New York. They are where they don't tell you where the concert is or who's playing. She wanted to see you a concert. But yeah, but so I go, mom. But also not with a stranger. That is one big old way to get murdered. Yeah. I was like, like I, I don't like, know where I'm going. I said, mother, you drive yourself or you. Yep. And she's like, you have my location. And I was, I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm reverse parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I should not be parenting you about dating. I know. I was like, Mom, I know that that sounds but very we, exciting. But we know the but online for dating world. Date? Suze. But so it's it's fun. Like she had one serious boyfriend and ended up not working out. And I liked him. He was fine. Um, but I think I'm very protective of my mom. Yeah. So if anybody breaks my mom's heart, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. So 
Um, you know, I'm I'm like super glad that your dad had found it. the the fact that it's, he gave her a book instead of flowers is goals. It is like it's definitely been easier than I thought. It it has moments of hardness. Yeah. Like in and I and I genuinely love both of them and I think they're great. And I'm so glad and it has actually taken a huge stress off of me and the guilt of living far away from my dad as he ages. Okay. Yeah. Big I time. Yeah. So, but shout out because I love them both. Also, your mom's mindset of love is oh. hashtag goals as well. Of my it mom will come is into your life. fucking hashtag goals. So she finalized the divorce and was like, I'm un- I don't really want to be in Chicago anymore. So she up and moved to Colorado, got a job out there, is living her best life, is absolutely killing the game. Although I will say, I told her, I'm like, you need to make more friends. Go to a meetup. I sent her to meetup.com and she goes, I went to one. I go, what did you do? And she goes, well, I went to a meditation group. I went, no, you went to a meditation group in Boulder, Colorado to meet people like you. And my mom is very much like me. I was like, no, no, no. So I fucking figured it out though. I go find a Chicago bears or Chicago Blackhawks bar in Colorado and then meet people. But I was like, was it all just like 75 year old hippy dippy women? And my mom basically goes, yeah, it was great. I'm like, that's not your people. Awesome. Okay. No, my mom's fucking killing the game, crushing it. Have you you visited your mom in Colorado, right? I drove her out there to move. Did you visit the John the Ramsey house? No. I'm serious. What? Fuck. Boulder. I'm Colorado. coming back. I'm coming back, mom. I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna take me to a murder house and you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it at all. <laughs> I love my mama. Your mom, like, I, I don't think I've ever met your mom. You will. And um, she's the best. Every time you tell me a story about her, I'm just like, God, she is uh, goals. She literally, and I will say this completely honestly, and then I promise you we'll move on. She has this, and I've always been so envious of, envious of this, and I've told her. She has the ability, any room she walks into, to become friends with everyone in that room. When she was in the waiting room to get, like, treatment for her eye cancer, she knows all the nurses' names. Wow. Everyone who's a regular and will have full conversations with them. And it's, I just want to be left alone in my life. Yeah. And she has the best friends. It's very sweet. Just everything you say. When you said like she put you in therapy yep. at 16 and was like, you don't need to talk. The whole like your friend's going to come over and we're going to get drunk and it's going to be safe at my house. It's going to. She was and is. She's my best friend. She's, I always joke when I watch Gilmore Girls. I'm like, that's me and my mom. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. She's the absolute best. Like, I just, I love her. I almost made a Gilmore Girl re- reference in mine, too. Hey. Uh, number four. Nurse your own marriage. Make sure that, that it doesn't suffer too much. Yeah. Just just because your parents' marriage ended doesn't mean that all marriages are doomed. It, see, and I'm, I totally, I don't have the doomed mindset. I have the, I'm so extra cautious mm. because of the divorce. That's fair. And that's, I mean, there's nothing else to be said about that one. But yeah, yes. just... Make sure you nurse your own marriage and yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, in this season of The Bachelor, <laughs> um, they, the girls harped oh, on the fact that like, oh, my parents have been together for this long. My parents uh-huh. have been together for this long. Um, and even if their parents hadn't been together, they'd say my grandparents were get together for this okay, long. But that because, doesn't count. Because Peter was so like adamant because his parents have this like dream relationship. Oh, and boo. But I was Ooh. like, what does that matter? It doesn't. Like the, the love that, that happened between your parents and that maybe fizzling doesn't mean that you're not worthy of yeah. a long-term love. Or, I mean, for example, my grandparents, I'm pretty sure, I mean, they were all together from the time they were 15 until they died Same. in their 90s. 
and I don't they I don't even know if they liked each other like <laughs> oh my grand both both sets of grandparents loved each other to know like and see no mine bounds. weren't really like that so I'm like no bounds of love going off the bachelor mindset I'm like that doesn't necessarily like you could be together for a hundred years exactly but, the, but if and you the don't is, love each other and then you're the the fact that yeah your parents were together for that long but see like my mom's parents and my dad's parents were together for so long and but that meant nothing, nothing. to them right so, blah, that, and then and you're not your parents and you're not like no that's bullshit yeah that's a that's a huge fail on the that's just thinking about the bachelor. bachelor watch love is blind instead just kidding oh, it's trash but it's, it's so, so good trashy. it's so trash so i'm only good. halfway i hate jessica so much oh my god when she gives her dog wine Wait, I haven't gotten there yet. Well, I did see that on the internet, but she's so mean to Mark, and Mark is so great. Oh my god! And it's, oh my god! I Jessica, literally can't. I look at Michael and I go, "That's she crazy." Talk saying this and then raise me on the wall. Hey, 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 Barnett, Barnett. I just think <laughs> I didn't think anyone else was gonna make me feel this way. I'm, Sorry, that was a tangent. I'm just so mad at her. God, <sighs> the show is so good. It's bad. It's they're so bad. It's, it's good. Such trash, and I can't look away. I can't look away at all. Michael, we watched one episode and Michael was like, wait, they get married? I love this show. <laughs> See, and I told Dave and Dave was like, what? What? Oh, gosh. Number five. It's okay to set boundaries with your parents about what they can talk to you about regarding your other parent. It's okay to say, you know, I don't really want to talk about that. That's a perfectly healthy thing to say. I didn't include that in mine, but my sister said the exact same thing. Yeah? Like maybe, but like parents should, you know, it, yeah, it's okay to talk to your kids mm-hmm. about it. But like at some point you're just like. My mom actually said this when I was home last weekend. She had a therapist tell her, bad mouthing your spouse to your kids at any age is still child abuse. Ooh. Mm-hmm. See, my, my, neither of my parents ever bad mouth each other, yeah. at least to me. Mine don't. But, um, but even just talking about like the process in general, yeah, yeah. you might want to know as a child, like what's going on because you feel like my sister said this really great. She said, you feel like you're involved because it does involve you, yes. but it doesn't because it's these two people and you have to look at them as two cool. separate beings. Yeah. Making decisions that while involve you don't involve, involve your input. You. Yeah. It's. Yeah, you were allowed to set boundaries. And I I haven't really had to do it, but maybe once or twice I've said to one of my parents, like, no, I don't really want to talk about that or whatever. And they're both very receptive to it. But it's okay to lay that boundary out. Yeah. Number six, home isn't going to feel like home anymore, or at least the home you knew. You're allowed to mourn that. So I had a really hard time when I was home for Christmas. This is what got me. I Do you still have a childhood home? No. And the thing is... Our neighbors who live across the street were are are like our best friends, and they still have the home. So I stayed there last weekend when I was home, mm-hmm. and I woke up, and I looked out the window, and I could see my childhood home, oh. and I saw the person that lived there, and I drove by it once. Actually, I ran by it, too. I ran by it, and I instinctively turned in to my home, Yeah, and I had to stop, and I had to say, oh, it's not my home. And I'm okay with it because the the people that are there have a young family and, and are enjoying a really great childhood. But like, I guess that's something I, I, I'm never going to go back to a childhood bedroom. I'm never going to have that. And I'm envious of people that do have oh God, that. Yeah. You know, people who say, oh, I get to go stay in my childhood bedroom or show my partner my house. Like I would love to show Dave stupid shit. Like this is where I split my chin open in the basement when I tried to do some stupid on roller skates. I can't show him that and um it was really hard for me and it's something I have mourned and 
I think I was so aloof to it when they were moving. I didn't really come home to get any of my stuff. I was like, oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. I'm already living in New York. Uh, and I didn't really get a chance to say goodbye to the house. And I regret that now. And uh, like you're allowed to be sad about that. And I know it's superficial because it's just a house. No, it's a it's a homes have feelings. They have yeah. memories like they it's a it's a it's a house. It's a homing point for your childhood, your memories, yeah. your your being. It's that's how you it's what made you you is those creations in that home. And there's a good chance even if some alternate universe which never would have happened if my parents had stayed together that, that they would have sold the house anyways and downsized right. but uh I I but there's something so final yeah about that that all of that happening at once and I'm very lucky you know my dad who lives in Chicago still has a spare bedroom so when I go home I stay there and it is my bed that, in that room like my double bed and yeah so there is a sense of home and uh but it's hard to see your childhood home and think that that chapter of your life, and I'm sure that everyone's gone through that, whether it's parents dying and then the house gets sold or whatever. Like my mom and I drove by her childhood home when we were there. Uh, and that's hard. I think that's hard, whether it's through divorce or through moving or death. And it's hard to grow up and have your childhood home no longer be your beacon. Yeah. Yeah. I We moved so much. See, I told you I was going to cry. It's... I'm the crying one now. I'm actually close enough to hold your hand now. I moved positions. Um, See, like I never had that of a childhood home because we moved so much. But I think that even just just the place where you last were a family hits home. Because I, you know, Michael and I went down to Orlando and his, he still has his childhood home. And I'm so jealous of people like that. And I I would never want my parents to be unhappy. So I am glad that they got divorced to go find their happiness. But I am jealous of people. Yeah. That have that. I very much am too. And it doesn't, it, they don't realize it until it's gone. Yep. They don't realize how, how much a, a house, a home, yeah. uh, the a plate, bed, like a, a closet full of all your old shit. Yeah. That the parents refuse to get rid of. It's your high school yearbooks, your oh, weird yeah. trophies. I got, I got my, my sister put all my stuff in storage and she, they recently got rid of their storage unit. So they had to give me all my stuff and I had everything. It has all my baby pictures, <sighs> my, my, uh, skating videos, my, um, your books and I'm like what do I do with this because this yeah. is me and I want this but this is supposed to I'm supposed to be able to bring my kids yeah to a place and to show, show them this. this not have it on my person because this yeah. is not me right now this was me back in the past and where is my past it's gone yeah it's, it feels a bit like that it's like you're you're mourning your past because it's it it was in that house and you made memories and you made you you grew up and then but now you've grown up and I think as children I think as children, your sense of home is so permanent yeah. that you assume it's never going to go anywhere. Right. You think it's always going to be there. And then when it does go, it's it's not even a surprise, but I think it does affect you. You know, like I think it will always affect me. And and, um, and I look back on that house so fondly and I'm so glad other people are having memories in it now. But it is hard for me to see that. Yeah. Very hard. And my sisters too, when I've talked to them, they're like, it's hard. Yeah. Number seven, know that even though the marriage ends doesn't mean the relationship wasn't beautiful at one point. Let this teach you that while every relationship may not be forever, doesn't mean that they're not worthy or important. Yeah, I've heard both my parents say really nice things about their marriage, which has been very good. Yeah. Um, and raising us girls and, and doing all that. And so I think it's a good reminder of like, yeah, the marriage ended and that's okay. And 
it did have its good years and at one time they did really love each other yeah and to remind yourself of that and uh yeah you can love and lose and it doesn't mean the love wasn't it wasn't important exactly number eight be there for your sisters they are the only people that understand how you feel right now stick together and be there for each other yeah I, I don't think any of us really talked about it until we were home this Christmas and it's so funny because both of them kind of had a breakdown to me about it and I really didn't because I was just very removed. much I was very removed from it and it wasn't until I was with Dave that I had like my breakdown about it but it occurred to me that I was like oh my sisters are the only two that they, that I can yeah. commiserate with things about and say things I'll miss or things I'll remember and, and about the old house and all these things. And, and I do think that's really important to cultivate. Yes. Because I can tell Dave all sorts of stories about our house and where we would play and things we would do. But, but he can't empathize. He can't get it. Whereas I can, I can tell my sisters things like, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember this? And they get it. I, I did something with my, uh, I probably shouldn't have said it in this way, but I did text my sister. I was, what was I watching? I was watching like something stupid like Twilight. <laughs> hey. I was watching like Twilight or something. <laughs> and you know the baseball scene? Oh yeah. Where they're like playing in a thunderstorm or whatever. Yeah. Um, make sure she doesn't hit the court. There we go. Good job, Nessie. Um, my family used to play backyard baseball. Oh. All the time. That was something we did. And it was so fun. I was so bad at it because I have terrible hand-eye coordination. <laughs> and it was just fun. Like, we yeah. had fun as a family. And I said, hey, Rachel. I texted her randomly. And I go, hey, Rachel, do you remember that one time we were an actual family and we played baseball? And she's like, yeah, I do. Ooh. Like, I was yeah. like, yeah. And then it was so cute. Like, two weeks later, she sent us a video of her and her husband and her two kids playing baseball in oh. their backyard. And I was like, oh, my God. I love oh. that. See, like, traditions can go on in they that way. They can go on. They can go on. They can move forward. Like, there's traditions in my family. Like, we used to play Texas Hold'em as a family. <laughs> we played Pinochle. And we used to say, my or my brother would always get down to, like, one chip. And he would, <laughs> we would make fun of him. And my brother would say, hey, all you need is a chip and a chair. And he would oh, fucking win. A chip Every and a chair. time, all you need is a chip and a chair. And so, like, those memories are such great memories that I have of, like, my, my family was a full unit and yeah those memories though they they aren't tainted by the divorce I don't know if you like if you've had that time of separation yet I think I have I I'm good at keeping them separate and I think also because you are an adult because I'm an adult and I can say I and I look back and I had a beautiful lovely childhood in which I was very loved yeah and I am grateful that my parents stuck it out until we were older because I think I am in a better place to deal with things but I don't think it taints my childhood. I think I mourn the loss of the permanent, like just the the new chapter and the permanency of it. But yeah. I, I can keep them completely separate. That's good. Yeah. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Because it, it really, I remember thinking, well, nothing else matters. Like, or none of that stuff ever mattered. Yeah. Then. And then now, now as an adult and having to, having so many years to process, I can now say, oh, like, when we were a family on the boat and having so much fun, like, yeah, that was, that was real fun. And that was real love. Yeah. There were there. It's, it was never fake. Yeah. It was not fake love. They always loved me and they yes. still do. So it's like, it's a good, it's good that you have separation. Number nine, be happy for your parents. They are human. They are allowed to seek out their happiness and love filled relationships, support them, love them. Oh. I have something very similar in mind too. I think, 
that's the biggest thing is I've always been understanding as to why my parents got divorced because it always boiled down to if I was unhappy in a relationship and I were to want to end it, I would want support from my parents. Yeah. And I do support both my parents. They're both so much happier part than they ever were together. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy that they finally did this. Doesn't mean I can't be sad about portions of it. It doesn't mean that parts of it don't affect me. But overall, they're human. They're yeah. allowed to find their happiness in life, whether it's in relationships or jobs or careers or whatever they want to do. They are allowed to go seek that happiness, and I need to be happy for them. Yeah. You and my sister are very similar in the way that you think about things. Oh. She said the exact same thing. Oh. Is that And that I have that in my letter because she said it. And, and I never even thought of it. Like, I, I definitely in my somewhere in my mind thought yeah, of course. That, that was something that that needs to happen but I I never could put it into words and you guys have the exact same thing and <laughs> it's and it's very true two very very smart women in my life Aww. you and my sister so honestly you're still new at this this is uncharted territory for you and who knows maybe in 10 years you'll get another letter from me about this but the best advice I can give you is just to remember your parents are human be there for them when they are able to be under be there for them when you're able to be understanding, they both love you massively and are deserving of beautiful, happy lives. Love me. Yeah, that's very true. And I think the biggest takeaway for anybody is to realize that your parents deserve happiness. Yeah. And outside of the family unit. Agreed. And I and it's hard as the child of that sometimes to reconcile with that, but. That's they're you know, I'm grown. Yeah. I have a beautiful home and life here and I want them to have everything they want in life. And if it's not together, then it's not together. And that's and it is not together. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I will tell you that a million times over. Like they are so much better apart than they ever were together. Um, and I'm so happy for them that they did this. Yes. And I know that I'm very lucky in that front, but I am genuinely happy for them. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Who? What's your dad's name? Mark. Mark. He listened to our first podcast the other day. They oh, set it up the first for him. Episode? Yeah. Oh. They set it up. My uh, Nora, lovely Nora, set it up for him on uh, his iPhone so he can listen to it on the way to work. And I was like, Hi, well, Mark. dad, it's, I was like, it's pretty female focused and I swear a lot. And he was like, that's okay. That's I just want to listen to you. I'm like, oh, he's the sweetest. So shout out to Mark and Nora. And, Nora. and uh, to Carolyn. Yeah. We, uh, I think you're both great. All three of you. All three great. of you are great. Um, and it's, it's a learning process for everybody, but we're very lucky. It's, it, it is. It's you, you've got, you've gotten the best I'm, out of a really yeah. shitty situation. I feel like I won the divorce lottery. There are moments where it, it is hard, but Ooh. overall I won the divorce lottery. Even when you win the lottery, there's going to be hard times. Yep. So you got to remember that you just keep trucking forward. Keep and trucking. Focus on your happiness and be happy for their happiness. Yep. But I, you did it. I did it. Whew. All right. All right. So. It's your turn. It's my turn. Let's do this. Thing. All right, Mean Girls. I know. I'm in rehearsal all day. <laughs> all you can solve is the problem in front of you. There we go. <clears throat> Dear me, in a movie that is yet to be made called Inside Out, there is a part where a little girl creates what is called core memories. 
These memories are what shape her as a human. They are brighter than regular memories, more dominant, and control the way you navigate every single decision and action in your life. The moment your parents reveal they will be separating will create a core memory for you. It is an important one, one that you will never forget. It's going to be hard. It seems like the world you know it has ended, and maybe it has. But I promise you will come out the other end. Here's what I wish I knew before my parents got divorced. Before we start, yep. the core memory. Yep, please. It is a, like when I saw Inside Out, I don't know about you, but I, oh, I was like, it. I felt everything that movie portrayed. Yeah. And I was like, that was not made for kids. That was made no, for... No, that was made for adults. For adults, for sure. And so when she had the sadness memory and made it and you got to see it happen, I immediately thought about my parents' divorce because they told us, they sat us down in the living room, I'll never forget, and they said, you know, we are, we are, we have decided to separate. Um, and I, w- I, it was, I was blindsided. Oh. I had no idea. And literally the day before I was at my, this kid that I was friends with, DJ, I was at his house with my friend Ashley and his parents were divorced. And there wasn't a lot of divorce on the island yeah. that I lived on. Um, it was, it was so rare that, um, in middle school, they would take kids out of class who had divorced parents to have a, a, like a, a support group Whoa. in middle school and not in high school, in middle school, they did this. And I remember thinking like, why are these kids getting pulled out of class? And I remember my mom saying it's because they have divorced parents and they oh. set up a support group for them. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. And, um, I remember he said, I, we were talking about something and he goes, oh yeah, I'm going to my dad's house tomorrow or my mom's house tomorrow. And I remember thinking, God, that would suck. Yeah. The day before. Oh. And then it happened. And I, this is when I asked you, did you ever, did you believe that it was going to happen, that you were going to do the Broadway thing? Like oh, the Janice? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I do that all the time where I go, God, that would suck. Or like, I yeah. bet you that's going to happen. And it immediately happens. And so I thought about it. I was like, that would suck. It happened. And then my sister, bless her, took me to, to Target, to oh. Starbucks. Because I was like, what the heck? Yeah, and you can't what? be in the house at that point. And I was like, my, I felt like I was dreaming. And I saw this guy went to school with Chris. He was like, hey, Brooke. Hey. Because I was off the island and it's yeah. kind of, you don't really usually see people from the island. And um, he's like, hey, hi. Hey. And I was like, hey. And I like kept walking. Yeah. And then I completely, 100% thought I was dreaming that whole thing. I thought I had a nightmare because I like, for some reason, blanked out of that whole Target trip. And I woke up the next yeah. day and I went to Chris. I go, did I see you at Target last night? And he goes, yeah i was like it was real oh and so i will never ever forget it was literally that core memory all the way down all the way down creates an island divorce island yeah well yeah (laughs) yeah it's it creates its own island it's a core memory so we can especially like a young oh yeah i was a i was a freshman in high school when that happened number one it doesn't feel like it but this will become a new normal and honestly it's probably a better normal than what would have been had it not happened you, you just you get used to a normal like yeah and, and the normal is coming home mom being there and dad coming home from work later okay like and so it's that's just what's normal but now our new normal was going to my dad's house on fridays for dinner okay. and then meeting his girlfriend and then my dad oh. getting a cat which like we never yeah, had like, pets. what and so it's like you're creating this whole life without me like yeah and so that was weird. And then 
when he like you know met his future wife and he was like you know i'm gonna get married i'm like do you even fucking know this person like he's like yes we've been dating for a while and i'm like oh great glad i was involved (laughs) but like so it was then that creating that normal him getting married she has kids and then realizing that you know the new normal is gonna be okay and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good normal like my my now my normal like when i was in high school was i lived with my mom and i would go visit my dad whenever i wanted that was like just my thing because i had a Mm. because i you know learned to drive i got a car i could go visit them they lived lived close enough they lived close enough yeah so we ended up because we didn't have the two incomes of the house we ended up having to move off the island okay um, a couple like a year and a half after the finalization of the divorce so my mom and I lived in a town right outside the island even though you weren't supposed to go to school on the island if you live on the island but we lied <laughs> so we you know we lived in a smaller house um, and then it was just that became the new normal and it became okay eventually yeah and then now I, I legitimately cannot even think what would life be like if my parents were together yeah no clue I'm with you on that. I have no clue. Like, honestly, it would probably be just fucking weird. Nobody would be happy. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody would be happy about it. Like, and it does settle into a sense of normalcy. Yeah. So it's kind of like the thing of how I could not imagine my parents getting a divorce. Right. Now I cannot imagine if they were married. Yeah. So you end up at that point. And that's a good point to be at. Good. Number two, let's face it. You grew up very privileged. Very So this is the first time you've experienced hardship in your life. And honestly, Brooke, you call it hardship, but compared to what others have gone through, it's nothing. It's like I said, you know, we had to move off the island. We, Mm -hmm. I grew up like, I mean, people are going to be just pissed, not pissed because, you know, my dad worked really hard and he, he grew up from nothing. Um, But we, I was very privileged. We lived in a very nice house, a very nice community. We had a boat. We Mm -hmm. went on trips. We were like the quintessential family unit. Yeah. And it was, it, it was, I'm going to tell the most embarrassing story. Are you ready? Yes. Hold my hand. I got your hand. Okay. So we lived in Chicago for a little bit. Okay. St. Charles. Yep. You know St. Yeah, Charles? I do know St. Charles. Great. We lived in St. Charles. And then they told us we were going to move back to the island on Michigan. I was so happy because all my friends lived in the island. Yeah. So... <laughs> we they said our house isn't done yet so we're gonna keep you in school in chicago because we moved in the middle of the year uh-huh but we have to live in a rental house and we were on the way to the rental house and i was in the car with my grand both my grandmothers i started crying <laughs> and my grandma said brooke what's wrong and i said i've never had to live in a used house before <gasps> oh my god i was in sixth grade oh Ouch. That's pretty bad. But at least, like, it's really bad. At least you can acknowledge it now as an adult. Oh, God, man. Woo. And I will say, though, I'm going to defend child you for a second. Okay. I understand your point of what you went through is not nearly close to what anyone, you know, like, people have gone through so much worse. I get that. Yeah. I'm going to defend baby you, though, in that your world was taken, shook upside down, and, like, it's as if, have you ever seen the Amy Poehler quote where it's like divorce is like you're on a picnic and you throw all the plates in the air and then you just let them smash. Yeah. So I'm going to defend baby. you. Yes, you were very privileged, <laughs> but 
I'm sure it was very, very hard. It, oh, and it was the hardest yeah. thing you ever went through. Yeah, the divorce was the, at that point. But you live in a used house. But besides bes- besides the loss of my grandmother, that was the hardest thing I'd ever had to go through at that point. But um, even thinking about living in a used house is a little rough. Oh, my God. Baby, Brooke, <laughs> please, somebody go smack her. Like, my gra- both my grandmothers should have both simultaneously like smacked, smacked. smacked like my cheeks yeah, and my both cheeks. ass cheeks. Like both, like they should have done that, and that's like one of my my family's like favorite stories. I have so oh. there's so many baby. But at least stories. they make fun of you for it. Oh God, yeah, and I still and I make fun of myself. But you know, I was privileged, and I we, I never had to want for anything. But then the divorce happened, and then I had to start realizing that oh, my life isn't going to be the same anymore. Yeah, and then that's when I started to realize that there was people in my community, not in my community. Jesus, Grozio is the most expensive community ever. <laughs> and like in a, in the world that are that don't have what I have. And so I think that humbled me to yeah. like, and I still had a great life. I still had a great high school childhood, even though we, you know, we didn't live in the big house. We didn't get all the stuff we wanted. Um, we had to work for it. I go to work. It's like, um, I think it, it started to, it made me realize that I, I'm so lucky yeah. and that people that are less fortunate than me, um, don't, don't get to experience the things I do. And that honestly wouldn't have happened if I, my parents wouldn't have gotten a divorce. That's fair. I would have you been, would have been kept in a bubble oh, of privilege. I would have been privilege. kept in a bubble of privilege. Yeah. I would have, you, you know, would have seen the real world. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it all happened for a reason. Yeah. Proud of you though, for acknowledging your privilege. High five. It's something I'm still learning. <laughs> I sometimes I still will like have to stop and be like, Oh, Oh, right. That's because I am very privileged in my situation. Yes. And I will argue with people we can cut this out later. Okay. Especially about politics though. People who I know who have voted ways that I don't, where I will say like, when they well, say they it, don't want to pay for everybody else's. Yes. Well, or or they'll say like, well, it's not really a big deal. And I said, but that's privilege in itself because in that decisions won't like, here's the thing. Does a Trump presidency affect me? Not really. Right. And that in itself is privilege. Yes. And that in itself is something you should be aware of. That's not something we should cut out because it is so true. Okay. There you go, y'all. It's, it, it, I was literally thinking the same thing today is that yeah. does what he says and do affect me right now? No, no it doesn't. Did I get I can a, view like, him as more of an annoyance. Yes. And that is a threat. Is, and that is, that's privilege. That itself. is privilege. That is absolutely privilege that I don't have yep. to worry about that. But I do worry about my people in my community and my peers and, yes. and other people. And you know what? I'll pay the extra $100 a month so that Please. when a little girl breaks her arm, she can get a fucking cast on it. That has that will never bother me. No. Take I, my 100 bucks. No. Take it. Please. By all Ugh, means. Fucking hell. Go <laughs> vote. God vote. damn it. Go fucking vote. Okay. Number three. It will teach you valuable life lessons about money, love, loss, patience, and will shape you forever. You are determined to pay off debt after you graduate. The way you view success and love is something that is much healthier than those around you. And honestly, this is all because of the divorce. And I, that's what I said before. I was so adamant about paying off my, my loans. You were, I, you were the first of all of my friends to pay off their student loans. You I were not so about it in a good way. I worked three jobs in mm-hmm. order to pay it off. I, there was, there was a 31 day stretch where I did not have a day off. Oof. And I was, I was just grinding to get off this debt. And I remember my aunt said, you know, I would have never pictured this from, 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 from little where Brooke. you grew up yeah and I was like it was because of my parents divorce I yeah. said it flat out and I like had never thought of that before I was like oh well it's because of my parents divorce 
It's because I realized how lucky I was and how smart I need to be about finances, about love, about everything. You know, I see these people that I know rush into things like marriage or anything. And I, and I realize how careful and tiptoey I have been about the, the subject because I know what it's like to go through that as a child. And I just, I, I've been waiting for the right person, the right opportunity the right time I'm not jumping into something or like with but like paying off my loans now I can splurge on things I've always wanted but there was a point in my life where I was literally eating ramen so I could spend that extra hundred dollars right to put towards my student loans and you did it I did it you did I it fucking fast. did it I did and that's it such a huge relief off of people's shoulders I know when I paid mine off it was like a I remember world. yeah number four it will bring you closer to your mom later in life yes it's hard to picture now but she becomes your best friend. I almost made oh. a like Gilmore Girls reference, but I was like, no, 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 we're we're not Rory and and Lorelai. There's like there we have a very different relationship, and that's she's like, yeah, she's my best friend, but she is still my mom. Like yeah. she's like, you know, I feel like Rory and Lorelai are so they're close in age that than, they're friends, but yeah. mom is still my mom, but she is also my my number one, my confidant, my everything. Yeah. So and uh, whew, if you would have told high school Brooke that, she would have laughed in your fucking right, face. Moms are the worst in high school. We literally called her Godzilla Susie. Oh, God. Now she's Susie Claus because no, every time she comes down, she comes bearing gifts. Seriously, moms are public enemy number one to any <laughs> high schooler going through hormones. It doesn't matter how great your mom is. You're going to hate her in high school at least once. It literally doesn't matter if you have the coolest mom ever. doesn't matter. She's the worst to you in high school. <laughs> and then she becomes your best friend. Yep. Number five. A, typ- a typical family unit is one that constantly changes. Just because your parents are split doesn't mean you're, quote, not normal anymore. Families come in all shapes and sizes. Families might not even be blood. It's about love and accepting one another. Yeah. And, and for my family unit, you know, we, we split, but like, you know, we, I have a brother-in-law. I have nephews. My mom has grandkids. Like the family unit's constantly changing. That's when a you're really an adult, good point. Like it, the, the, there's never going to be a normal, yeah. you know, like if I get married, then that's another addition to our family. If my sister decides to have another child, that's another, that's addition. another addition. So your, your, your unit is constantly changing. So I feel like when somebody says like, you're not in a normal family anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's because we're not, you know, the white picket fence, one point or 2.5 kids. It's we're we are our normal and our normal works for us. I needed to hear that. That's cause that's a thing. Like if, if I had went home and my parents were still together, Christmas still would have been different because everyone's married now and has kids. And, yeah, it's and so it would weird. be completely different. That's a good point. It would have been completely different. And if, you know, you said you're, you're, they probably would have moved out of the house. Yeah, still wouldn't have been there. Right. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Bye. High five. Number six. It's okay that your relationships change with your parents. It's more work when you are a split family to continue to grow. But when both parties are willing to put in the work, it will happen. So I was talking, I, I had a really hard time um, vocalizing this and that's when I had to call my sister and it's because I was talking about like, you know, it's, I, my, I love my dad so much, but I like my mom and I are best friends and my dad is my dad. And um, I feel like mm-hmm. it's because I like, I lived with my mom and my, my mom did everything with me. And so I just tended to work harder for that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then my my dad and I's relationship kind of fell by the wayside. And that's that's not just like that's not his fault, but it's also my fault. Yeah. It's like 
you know, I, he's still my dad. I love him. We still talk. We still call. I go see him. I go see him and his wife, whatever. But like I, it's, it's not as strong as my mom's and that's on both of us. Yeah. It's, it's not his fault. It's not my fault solely. It is, it's two people have to. Takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. And just like being in a relationship, taking two to tango, it's in a parenthood for you when you have split parents, you have to start working for your relationships yeah, with your parents. I have noticed that too. Because it's, it's not just, you it's not come a given. home, you just come home and they're there and they love you. It's, it's, they are now leading separate lives, especially as an adult with them yep. out of, with you out of the house. They are, they're now empty nesters and they're finding happiness with other, my dad and he has his family and he has his happiness. My mom um, is finding happiness and traveling and living in different places and she's trying to find her happiness and what that means to her. So it's them finding happiness without me. And so now I need to put in the effort that they put into me as a child. To maintain those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have noticed that too. I need to call, like I, I'm the one that needs to call and. I mean, to be fair, I talk with my parents both probably daily. Again, yeah. lottery. But that's a really good point. Yeah. Number seven. Going through this will give you a real sense of what it means to be married in the future. It's not all sunshines and rainbows. It's hard work, compromise, a whole lot of love and patience. You are willing to wait for the right person and not jump into something like marriage because you know this firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Marriage the, the, is hard. I and I and I saw it from the time I was 14, 15 that marriage is hard. Marriage so I've hard. never thought like yeah, I thought like there was maybe a happy happily ever after, but I knew that if even if you got the happily ever after, you had to still fucking work for it. It's choosing I'm going to cry if I think about saying this. Go ahead. It's fine. I I think and I haven't been married that long. And marriage is fucking hard. Marriage though is choosing every day to fall in love with that person and to work for it and to make it work even when it's not easy and it is work yeah and that was something I had to learn and I'm still learning yeah yeah whoo god damn it (laughs) number eight Rachel says hi Rachel mom and dad are their own people rather than always viewing it negatively remember that yeah Things are crappy now, but the event is happening to have happiness as the goal end. As the end goal. Yeah. I can read as the end goal. Happiness, no matter what their decisions, whether that's to stay together, to uh, to divorce, to separate and reconcile, it's their happiness as individuals is the end goal. Yeah. Yep. So, And that's a worthy fight. It is a worthy fight. Yes, unfortunately, children become... Not casualties. What's the word I'm thinking of? No, um, I think you're thinking of casualties. Casualties or like collaborate, colla- uh, um, the damage. Uh, oh collateral damage. Collateral damage. Unfortunately, that comes with the territory. My friend Taylor wrote a book called Collateral Damage. Really? Yeah. It's hey. like a young adult dystopian book. Love Plug it. for Taylor Simon's book, Collateral Damage. Go Thank read you. it. <laughs> but I think you're right. They're allowed to, I mean, I said it too. They're allowed to seek out happy, joyful lives. And that often... That always comes with some form of heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, And it just so happens that it affects the children as well. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, when I was a kid, I, I never, I never blamed myself for the divorce. Yeah. No, I never. And like, I know when people are like, it has nothing to do with you. I go, I fucking know it has nothing to do with me. Right. How could I cause a divorce? I, it has nothing to do with me. And, but I never really, like, 
I think we were both maybe past that age, luckily. Probably. And so I just thought like, I thought, yeah, it sucked. And like, I wanted them to be happy together and just kind of keep living our white privileged life. But like, I, I never really thought about them being individuals and being them able to be happy as individuals and finding their happiness because that's literally what life is all about like my mom wasn't put on this and my dad wasn't weren't put on this earth to create me and my happiness like yep they birthed me they raised me and then they they loved you they say go fly like go be happy that's the whole point of life so i just the fuck out (laughs) get the fuck out we love you but it's time for you to pay your own taxes (laughs) goodbye you're no longer my dependent you are no longer my dependent claim you as a dependent so please leave please leave so call me when you don't know how to do your taxes exactly i every year my mother does my taxes dave does mine now i never have done my my parents did them and then dave did them well actually and now i just use turbo tax that's what we used but dave does it <laughs> but it my mom me does out it. yeah same uh but so it's just they're finding their own happiness and i i don't think i could put it into words until like my sister talked to me about it yeah and then like you said the same thing so it's clearly something you both know and i just well like, i think she was older too Yes. Yeah. She was uh, 18. Right. So she was a little bit older. Yeah. I'm an, I think it comes with this sense of, and she's the middle child, right? No, my sister's the oldest. Oh, well, it could be that too. Yeah. But I think it's just, so wait, we're all three of you like boom, boom, boom. My sister was born in 87. My brother was born in 90 and I was 92. Oh, okay. So there's a chunk. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that's what it boils down to is it's, it's not fun, but at the same time, they're allowed to have their own happiness. Yes. All right. Number nine. Last one. Your relationship with extended family will strengthen. And who knows if it was because of this, but I believe it was. Not going to lie, a hole in your heart will form, but they are there, especially your Uncle Rock, to be whoever, to be whatever it is you need. And for that, you are extremely grateful. That's a good one. He was the best person in my life. And he died when I was in college, but, you know, we'd, and on my wedding, my mother and my father will walk me down the aisle. But if he was still alive, I wouldn't have given either of them the option to do it. And it would have been him. And my sister told this really sweet story today that I never knew is that my sister's window got stuck in her door of her car. <laughs> and she called my dad and my dad's like, I can't do anything about it. What do you what do you need? Like, yeah. I, so she just called him stressed. And so he didn't realize he didn't really know what to do. And so she called my Uncle Rock. And who was in Ohio and my sister was in Michigan oh. and, and my uncle rock said, okay, it's going to be okay. Um, pull over. Oh. And so she pulled over and he, she said, he said, okay, I need to hang up. I need to make a few calls. Okay. So she gets home and he calls her back and he says, Hey, I set you up an appointment with a uh, window person down the street from you. It's at oh. this time. And I already paid for it. Oh, that was him. And then like he just he was the best fucking human in the whole wide world and you know i i felt a hole in my heart and it's not because i lost a dad because i didn't because i still have my dad it's it's, you lose that sense of feeling when you're a kid and it happens of somebody who is just there for you without any baggage because who's there for you because they love you exactly and so when you talk to your parents like right after a divorce and you you need something you feel like you come with baggage yeah because you are a product of their love and then and of something that's now 
a, a negative. Yes. Yes. Because you, you kind of feel that way. And yeah. It's not, you know it's not your fault, but you just kind of feel like baggage at that point. So I think when he stepped up and was like, I'm going to take these kids and I'm going to be whatever they need me to be mm. is when I realized like that's the kind of man I have to marry. Yeah. Is Uncle Rock for sure. Yeah. And he's amazing. That's Bless beautiful. Uncle Rock. Bless Uncle Rock. He's so great. Okay. Okay. Whew. It's a tough core memory. This is something that will shape who you are, who you will become. Yes, it comes with a bit of bitterness. You come out of it not as shiny and wonderful as you once were. But it makes you, you. Someone who is worthy of love. Someone who is smart and patient. Someone who puts in the work with every relationship they have. That person is who I prefer. It gets easier every single day. Focus on the things you can control, your sister says. Focus on being the best version of you. Love me. Yeah, but I think before my the, my parents' divorce, <coughs> my parents' divorce, I was like so shiny. I yeah. was like this. I remember one time my mom asked like, where did she go? Where did that like angel go? And I, I, writing this, I think I realized like, it's because, you know, I got, I got punched in the face like by this. this You're blindsided by it. I was completely it. blindsided. Yeah. So like, yeah, it roughed me up around the edges, but yeah. it's what I needed to be a full-fledged human because can you imagine fucking white privileged Brooke with her boat walking around yeah. all shiny thinking the world was amazing when the world is not amazing. There's so much work we can do and so much we can make better and we can yep. be better people. And like, but can you imagine how disgusting I would be? I think something else would have come along. <laughs> I, think, I think you're too say, smart. I think a wrecking ball would have come along. I think you're too smart. I don't know though. I mean, yeah, we don't know. I don't know, and you know, I'll never know. As that sign says over there, don't uh, you're not don't look into the past. You're not going that way. Yeah, I like that. So it's divorce is hard. Divorce is hard. Whether you're 29 or essentially 26 when it happens, or, or 14. 14, or eight, or six. It's fucking hard. Divorce is hard on everyone involved. Even when, like me, you win the divorce lottery. It's still fucking hard. Oh, God, yeah. It's still hard. Yeah. It could be hard in so many different ways. Like, even different ways from what we have said. Yeah. These are just two privileged white experiences of divorce. (laughs) Yeah. That's what these are. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. We're both very privileged and very white. And we understand that. And we acknowledge it. I am so aware of it. Yeah. At least, I mean... It's like, you know, when you're, it's the first step is acknowledging it. I promise we'll get people on that aren't from our backgrounds as well. Uh, Well, we do like in the docket on like one of our notes things, we said like what I wish I knew before I knew about privilege or like before. What about, or one of the one I said is what I wish I knew about racism. We are going to get people in to tell us things that we're not aware about on that front. Because I would love that. I, because I'm at the age where I can accept that too now. That's correct. There was Shitty a shitty 20-year-old me would have been like, nope. get fucked. But like 30-year-old like, me. I had shit happen in my life. I worked hard too. for everything I did. I worked me. hard. No, 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 no. But now 30-year-old me is willing to understand like, and accept oh, and right. take that. So we promise that's coming. Yes. But bottom line, divorce is hard. But um, if you guys want to write in any letters about anything. divorce that happened in your life or um, if you got divorced or uh, anything in life. Anything. Anything. It can be about the time you learned to ride a bike. We don't care. What you wish you knew before you uh, had a baby. Ooh, that's one we need. Babies. That's one we that's, need. We're going to add that right when we 
sign off. But you can email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. Please uh, like, rate, subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe on... Review. Like the review, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Just a quick, you know... Five stars. Qu- a quick five a stars. Quick five stars. Even if you like, as I we said this in one, I live, listen on Spotify. She listens on Apple yep. Podcasts. But you best believe I fucking rated us yes. five stars on Apple Podcasts. So yep. it's so all, just it's a big old numbers game. It helps us, but we love you guys. We know this was a heavier episode. Yes. Thanks for sticking along with us. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you so much. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. Dear listener. Support for this podcast comes from you. Just for taking a chance on a new podcast. Have a suggestion for a letter? Or do you want to write one yourself? Email us at dearmelovemepodcast at gmail.com. All Dear Me, Love Me art is created by Julie Eccles. Thank you, Julie. Music is composed and produced by Connor Simpson. Follow us on all the gross social media sites you have. Instagram at dearmelovemepodcast. Twitter at dmlmpodcast. And you can find us on Facebook, too. Thanks for listening. Love.